Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we have quite the episode. We're going to be talking all things Las Aguilas de la América, of course, everything that's happened in the Copa por México, and then, of course, the upcoming match that is just an hour away from kickoff, which is the Clásico Capitolino. Uh, but like we said, we have a great show ahead of you guys, but not a long show either. We don't want to keep you guys waiting for that much longer and coming up into the game. But as always, let me welcome my co-host, none other than New York's favorite resident, Mr. Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing good, man. Doing good. Excited that we finally have Club America back. Uh, I'm excited for another match against Pumas. Um, both teams are looking to prove something once again, and it should be a great match. Yeah, no, no, no. It It, it is. It, very excited to have America play. I think we talked about this when uh, whenever they were playing Toluca, that uh, it, it felt a little bit surreal that she didn't really feel that, you know, it, it was happening. You had to pinch yourself for a moment. But uh, happy to have Liga Mekis back. Happy to have America back, most importantly. Um, but yeah, really excited to get things going. And Dylan, uh, let me know, how, how did you feel with America coming back? Um, it felt pretty good. You know, I, I was, uh, I was missing it. You know, it's been a while since I really put on uh, my Jersey for, you know, for the whole day. And obviously I don't have it on right now. I apologize. I'm, I'm not in a medica tire with y'all, but, um, you know, it, it was exciting to see them back and play. Um, you know, obviously when we get there, we'll break it down a little bit more, but you know, it's just, it's, it was just nice to see the team you love, the team that you've been watching for a long time, uh, back on the big screen and hopefully, you know, uh, they don't slow down and they just keep going up from here. No, yeah, definitely. If everyone is wondering exactly why it is that Dylan is in a suit and tie, well, he is on the ground about to go over to Seu. He's a little bit late. I would imagine that the traffic is going to kill him, but he uh, hopefully will be able to give us all the detailed information over in Mexico City. But we have quite the show in store for you guys. Like we mentioned it's not a big one. We don't really have much to recap other than the Toluca game. Of course, no lady news have uh, surfaced ever since the last episode as well. So short episode, but hopefully an exciting and a fun one. So are you ready to start, Christian? Of course. All right. Well, let's get started and let's talk about what we were just kind of discussing just previously was this America versus Toluca match. America ends up winning 2-0, a game that we previewed and said we don't really have much of an idea as to what Piojo was trying to put out on the pitch. And we only really got 45 minutes of an answer. I mean, what um, what, what, what do you what do you take away from this game? Well, I feel like we we uh we both have to um take account to the starting eleven he put out. Now, if you don't mind, I'm gonna read that out right now. Um, we had uh, Ochoa and Net. The back four was Luis Reyes, Aguilera, Valdez, Paul Aguilar. Uh, our midfield duo was also Gonzalez and Richard Sanchez. On one wing, you had Cordova, the other Giovanni, and up top you had Roger and Henry. Um, pretty I guess standard lineup you would say. Um, throughout uh, throughout last season, there's something kind of similar that we saw. Uh, in terms of in terms of like formation. Now, the players is definitely interesting. Um, one key thing I'll note, I'll just get out of the way because I, I ranted on Twitter. I ran to everyone here already. Cordova on the wing. Um, I just simply do not like him on the wing. I feel he's very limited on the wing. Um, I feel like sometimes he doesn't know what to do when he gets the ball. Um, it's very predictable, his movement. 
Uh, so I think that's something that uh, I think Herrera needs to needs to figure out a, a position for Cordova because I think you're 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 letting you're, you're limiting him, and it's not the best um, the best we can bring out of Cordova. Another player I wanna I wanna point out is also Gonzalez, um, a player who really didn't get many opportunities last season, but when he did, uh, for many he he did him well. Uh, in this game, I will say that he he, he didn't do things bad. Um, he 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 was very good in recovering balls, and that, that's something that um. That I, I think he he's going to do more if he wants to gain a starting um a starting spot in this lineup. Roger Martinez, another key player. Um, listen, last season everyone d- didn't want him. Um, everyone wanted him out, but I think in this game we have to say that um I, I think he did things pretty well for the forty five minutes that he played. Um, dropping back, trying to get uh trying to get uh balls back. Very into the game, it's something that we haven't seen from Roger in a very long time. Um, so that's very, that's three key players I think that we needed to highlight. Yeah, three players, and then of course I think the one player that we definitely need to highlight is, is someone we just saw score a goal right now in 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 the highlights that we're showcasing is Henry Martin, who is uh, looking like he's picking up exactly where he left off from last season. Uh, you know, scoring goals, being a poacher, being kind of that clinical finisher at times. But not just that. I think if you notice Henry in this game, he was doing a lot of what I think uh, Dylan and myself applaud him for is the fact that he's opening uh, channels for these players to run into. He's kind of drawing away the mark. He's 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 constantly pressuring and he's constantly running, which uh, I think A is important as a striker and B to see him with that much stamina and that much kind of resiliency going forward in a match just after having, you know, this whole coronavirus thing where, you know, they weren't as active to see him kind of continuously go into it. It, it was it was fun to to actually, you know, see Henry Martin kind of come back to the level that we expected from. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you can also point out, I guess, the, the return of Luis Reyes. Um, you know, to look at didn't really offer much when it came to the attack. So I guess on on both halves, you know, our defense wasn't really tested like I think we wanted to. I think Ochoa had a just had a had a nap the whole game. Um, not really action for for our our thirteen. Um, so it's definitely interesting to see uh what defensive uh, lineup he wants to go with because in the second half. We saw some some new faces in the in in the starting in the starting defense. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about the second half right now because it it, it is two different games that we witnessed uh, in a span of ninety minutes because it's, you know obviously uh, two different lineups. But uh, Dylan, talk to me a little bit about Henry Martin and, and and a little bit about Roger Martinez since we talked about both of them. What is uh what is the pros and cons of having both of those up being your starting strikers? Well, you know, I think for as you're starting strikers, I think this is what's going to be um, for the moment. I think everybody in the near future is going to want to see uh, Vinas come in. And I think uh, you're going to see Vinas and Henry up top for some time, depending on if uh, what we're seeing right now is the new innovative Miguel, Miguel Herrera that he's implementing uh, with this team. But um, other than that, I thought it was, you know, OK, you know, considering the fact that, you know, we, we go so long in this pandemic, you know, the class suit gets canceled. Um, you know, I, I just kind of hate really to read much into it because like we said, you know, you, you're going to see some, um, some bad player. You're going to see some good player. You're going to see a lot of inconsistency. I feel like we kind of saw that, you know, uh, in this game. Um, but overall, I, I, you know, I just, I just felt like it was okay. I feel like I need to fill it out a little more, especially with uh, uh, coming back from everything because, you know, at one point you, you didn't, you didn't play at all. You didn't train at all. 
uh, for a long time necessarily with your teammates. You know, you might have trained by yourself, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, so I, I just kind of want to give it more time to see if this is what we're going to see. Um, I know we, we'll we talk about it later, but I know Vina's supposed to be on the bench. You know, I know we're dying for him to get minutes and see what he can do. No, yeah, definitely. So um, like you said, not too much to read into these first couple of matches. I know it's still preseason and the actual real competition starts just at the end of this month. But like you mentioned, it's nice to see them kind of get back into the field and pick off exactly where we wanted them to uh, after this whole kind of pandemic and seeing them come back on the field. And in the manner that they did, I think it's exactly what we wanted from them in a response. Now, Christian, I, I know you mentioned Roger, and he's a player that I, did catch my eye because I think he, he felt happy in his position. He felt like he was finally playing in that role that he wanted to, which is usually the striker or a little bit beneath the striker, you could say that because he did drop deep a couple of times to pick up the ball. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is where he wants to play. He, he he can play out on the wing, which we've seen, but I don't really think he wants to so much. And it kind of reminisces uh, a little bit of what's going on right now at Manchester United with Anthony Martial. Whenever uh, previous managers were there, they were using him out on the wing on the left. And once he now started getting his preferred striker role you're seeing him bag all these goals in this season can we see something similar like that with Roger Martinez if Miguel Herrera plays to his liking and plays him in a position where he feels and is naturally wanting to be in do you think we can have a Roger Martinez that can give us 10 plus goals a season of course now it'll just depend on himself you know when when Roger Martinez is happy when he wants to play when when he's interested in the game he's a whole different player I mean we've seen you know, glimpse of Roger Martinez be this phenomenal player, this player that, you know, will one day go go to Europe or go back to Europe. Um, it's um it's definitely just, you know, in his power. And I think if Herrera continues to play him in the position that he wants him to play, um, then I think that we we can see some some very nice things from Roger Martinez this season. No, yeah, definitely. It, it, it's it's exciting because this is a player that we know has potential to give us more than what he has in the previous seasons. And if we can finally wake him up and actually have him play what we want him to play, I think it should be a very interesting America side. In a sense, Roger could be another refuerzo that he was kind of hiding this whole time, you know? So we'll have to wait and see what happens from that. But let's talk a little bit about the second half because then this game kind of completely gets thrown out from the first half. And now into the second half, you have a whole new starting 11. Uh, a lot of youngsters, which, by the way, impressed by, by the looks of it, most of us. And, you know, it... It, it was a little bit more stalemate. It, it wasn't as fast, fluid, or as intense as the first half, at least from an America's perspective. I think Toluca got a little bit more of the ball this time. They actually went forward. They kind of registered, I think, maybe one or two shots, but they weren't even on target. So it's not like Ochoa mm-hmm. really had anything to do. But talk to me a little bit about these youngsters, Christian. Who kind of caught your eye more than anyone else? Sure. So I think this this all was youngsters. I think the highest age on this lineup was, I think, 20, 23 or 24. Um, definitely a lot of players that everyone's been talking about. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll just pick, pick here a few, uh, that I like, um, Seba Caceres. Uh, finally, we get to see him play uh, a little bit more than what we like to. Unfortunately, he picked up an injury last season, so we really couldn't see him much. Um, and usually Herrera kind of just picked, uh, Bruno Valdez and Aguilera to be the, the, the starting CB duo. So, you know, we wouldn't see much of Caceres, but... You know, and Casares for me, it's it's looking to be like like this hidden defensive gem that we need in the in the starting lineup. I know all of the fan base is kind of just fed up with Aguilera, and you know they're they're we're through with giving him chances. Time to give some new you know young blood chances. 
Areto Ortega is gone. Um, unfortunately, he went to Toluca, so we're you know we can't really expect much from him anymore. Uh, but Cáceres is right there, uh, ready to pick up uh, any any slack from either Bruno or Aguilera. So interesting to see um, what Herrera will do with Cáceres. Um, another defensive uh, player would be Jorge Sanchez, uh, back on that right on that right back position where he, we we know he excels at. I think he, I think he played pretty well. Um, my key thing is I think he's really going to solidify him there. Uh, try to get him more chemistry with the next player I'm going to talk about, Leo Suarez. A player that I think still needs to give more. Um, Herrera still playing him on that right wing, which I think uh, all three of us discussed that we think he prefer. We prefer him to play on, more on the left wing because he's so dominant on his left, on his left foot. And I think it just will better suit America's play style overall because he's very predictable on that right side wing. So um, we need more from him. Uh, hopefully he, he he proves out today when he gets to play in the second half, if he gets to play in the second half. Um, that's definitely a good player. Another player I think we need to talk about is um, is Lozano. This 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 striker that everyone's been been kind of just talking about uh, here and there, supposedly 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 the next uh, the, the next next big striker for America. Um, you know he, his movement's pretty good. I like it. Uh, I, I like that he, he he's not afraid to to get the ball, ask for the ball, or uh, distribute the ball. It's something that good qualities in the youngster. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for him in tonight's match in the second half at least. Definitely, definitely. I know a couple of people on the chat were saying that uh, you know Nevada was another good kid that kind of mm-hmm. caught attention. Um, maybe not so much. Um, a youngster in this, but Emilio Sanchez also caught a couple of people's eyes out as well. Um, I mean, I personally did not think that uh, Jorge Sanchez had the best of uh, the matches. I, I, I don't know. He just kind of didn't seem 100% for me, but which is fine. This is preseason, right? I'm not going right. to be too kind of, you know, strict about situations. But I mean, you have great. You have people in the chat saying like, you know, Alexis Juarez, uh, Alexis Juarez or AJ, our good friend, saying you know Ramon Juarez has potential. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and someone that I did want to mention as well because as a center back partnership, I think Casares Juarez did a very very good job in trying to keep this Luca defense at bay. So I mean that was that was fun to watch, kind of you know these two youngsters going at it and and actually working with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really excelled, but I think overall. You hit most of the the young players that kind of caught the eye of most people, Christian. Right. But we'll, we'll have to wait to see in this uh, second game if they're going to get minutes. If they do another forty five, what are they going to do? Because I think it was a good match in which okay, you had the lead already, so you had a little bit more leeway to go about it. So maybe if they get more minutes, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do about it because I would want to potentially see some goals. You know. Right. Yeah. Now I think um just. So to kind of piggyback on what we're talking about, um, I think one player we forgot to mention is the, the finally we got to see um, Adrian Goranch play uh, in that left back position in the second half. A player that's been talked about for the past six months, whether is he going to occupy that that foreign that foreigner spot or not? Well, um, it's he's not. He's going to be uh, you know registered as born in, as formed in Mexico, so that frees up another uh, potential foreigner spot i guess in a way or he's not going to take up that that foreigner spot so uh definitely interesting uh minutes from him um like i said the defensive uh players in this match and throughout the anime didn't, didn't really get to do much only because look at didn't really test us um in the way that i thought we, we were they were going to test us um how we thought um so hopefully you know pumas can give us a little bit more of a fight and we can see more out of these defensive players 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Dylan, you had the luxury of trying to figure out who was who in the second half, tweeting out for the people on Twitter. Uh, any youngster that really caught your eye or just kind of your whole opinion in general about the second half, how important was it to give these baby Aguilas 45 minutes under their belt in this preseason? You know, I think you said it right at the beginning, Ivan. You know, you saw DeLuca take a little bit more of the ball and going forward too. But I think these these uh, Aguilas were coming up and um, showing resiliency too and, you know, getting forward themselves, you know, making some chances uh, of their own. Uh, I think it was a good a good show to see some of these these younger players start to come out too. Uh, especially we were talking about some of the players. I feel like uh, Valo Rios was was one of the players that did fairly well. Uh, Lozano, like you were mentioning too, I think he did fairly well too. Um, but you know, I think the second half comes and you start to feel a more as a friendly, especially since we're in this preseason part uh, leading up to the end of the month for the season to start. But um, it, it kind of seemed to showcase that maybe Miguel Herrera is going to have. Uh, some of these players in the near future come up and play, um, get some senior team minutes, you know, especially with Copa Mekis coming up. Um, he's going to probably want to see who he can field for that starting 11. And then who knows, maybe have a player or two come off the bench here and there um, in, this, in the league too. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's a great, it's, it's great to see these guys play. I think you see them, you know, they have a, a pretty good future ahead, you know, in the, in the yellow and blue. And so we're hoping that it continues for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think because it, it's kind of rumored that these games are going to come uh, very fast. Uh, you know, th- there's going to be little break time. They're going to try to get as many games as possible. So uh, obviously every team right now's biggest concern is definitely squad depth. And these youngsters are definitely going to have some minutes to prove themselves, not just in this preseason, but for what's to come as well. But one thing I will say about them is they were very adventurous when trying to shoot outside the box. I don't know how mm-hmm. many shots I can remember, but I think it was like four or five. Yeah, I mean, they completely skyrocketed them. But, hey, you know, all to them to actually try to, you know, find the screamer out of, you know, 30, 30 yards out. But it was good to see them, you know. And uh, like we said, important that they got these minutes under their belts. But uh, to kind of wrap up this review for this matchup, I, you know, 2-0 I think was very good. It, it could have been a little bit more, 3 or 4, if we put away some of our chances. I think Roger had a very good one-on-one that, he, uh, that the goalkeeper ended up blocking. But overall, I think it was a fun game to watch, especially after so long not watching America. It was good to see them back on our screens. But, I mean, really nothing else that we could add on to this one, or, or is there? I mean, I think we covered the majority of the, of the points. Um, definitely uh, going to be interesting to see the youngsters play again today. Um, or, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Herrera's going to go with the same format now, 45 minutes with the lineup uh, that was confirmed, and then 45 minutes with the youngsters again. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, right? Of course, mm-hmm. but you guys can find out all that information over on our Twitter whenever this match does happen. We'll have you guys covered with all first and second half information. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys tune in. If for whatever reason, I don't know if, why you would be watching this but not be able to watch the game. But if that's the case, we'll have you guys covered over on Twitter. But either way, that wraps it up. America versus Toluca ended up being a 2-0 win from America over in Seoul in the first matchup of the Copa or Mexico. But that doesn't mean that we topped the group, of course, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But without that, uh, let's go and move on into the second segment of today's show, and that is transfer rumors and club updates. What does what has been going on in the world of America ever since we last recorded, Christian? It seems that not much. I mean, transfer rumors have been very quiet, although we have had a couple of rumors surface within the past couple of days. Uh, I just want you to tell me, is there anything to them or is this all smoke and mirrors just like the last ones have been 
Um, for right now, it's, it seems like it's all smoke and mirrors. Um, there was today a rumor about an Argentine striker. Um, I, I think I think that one got got dismissed. Uh, I think a couple hours into into the rumor. Um, for for what it's worth, though, there were some reputable sources in Argentina that did mention it as well. But then, as um as more I gather more information, it seems that the this player will just um kind of see out his contract and go out to a bigger Argentine giant and when his contract's up. Um, but you know, like like any, like anything though, anything can happen. Last episode, I said that the Sergio Diaz. Uh, chance for uh, think was pretty much closed, and then like literally the, like the next day, uh, every opened back up. So you know anything can happen in this transfer window, especially with the Red, especially with America, knowing us and how late we are with transfers and everything. This is far from over, and for everyone that's getting a little bit desperate about anyone coming in, someone will come in. It's just you got to be patient because you know us, you know America, you know the board. It takes a while to do these things, so just keep your eye out. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter, Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, whenever there's a rumor or anything confirmed, we will be there pretty much uh, on the spot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Tell me a little bit about this Willian rumor oh, that I keep goodness. seeing and hearing. I mean, yeah. we, his contract expiring at Chelsea, although this all seems perfect moment for America to try to come and bring in this Brazilian. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's no way we can afford his wages. Yeah, I mean, no. this is actually pretty funny, you know. Um, Rosine, ex-player from America, I'm sure a lot, a lot, of, a lot of us remember him. Um, the GOAT? Was, the goat was doing a, a live on on Instagram, and uh, you know he invited William, and then you know he came on, and then Rosne was like, "Hey, listen, you know you should go play for America one day." And then you know William just kind of gave like the smile and the thumbs up or whatever, right? Kind of you know sending a little winky face over to us. Obviously, the fans <laughs> are going to react the way you know the fans are going to react, right? Um, will will he come? I mean, I, I doubt it. I honestly do doubt it. It's something. That's not in the foreseeable future. Um, but you know what? You know, Ivan, you are right. His contract expiring. He is, you know, 31 years old. You know, while I think his desire is to stay in Europe, you know, you never know, right? You never know. But for right now, right now, I'd give that like a 5% chance of happening. Well, in another world, America would be signing Arturo Vidal and William. Can you in imagine window, right? that lineup mm. alongside with players like Oso Gonzalez and Leo Suarez? <laughs> It'd be really interesting, hundred percent. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the transfer rumor mill. Nothing really else going on. Dylan, what is you? What is your take right now with this whole transfer window and how America is doing in regards to transfers? Because we see all other teams around the league, and they're kind of being a little bit, you know, more more vigilant. They're actually doing more stuff. They're bringing in players. You think America's falling behind? Well, I mean, like Christian said, it's no secret that the way this team operates is this way. It's going to wait to the last minute other than the Emilio Sanchez signing. Um, you know, I, it's, it's just it's just it's just up in the air for me. I mean, it, it's not a surprise. You know, I do kind of feel like we're behind, but I feel like that's almost every transfer season. Uh, you know, we feel like we're behind when everybody else is signing everybody, but we're not signing nobody. So, I mean, it, it's this not really like on my mind 24 hours a day. But like it me. is what it is. Yeah. Well, it is on Christian's mind 24 hours yeah. a day. And uh, <laughs> if anyone can find out this information, it will be Christian. So, like you said, make sure you guys stay tuned to everything that happens on our social media pages. Christian will have you guys updated on everything in regards to transfers. So, let's talk a little bit about club updates because there's only really one big news that actually broke. And it actually broke the day of the Toluca match. Well, it broke a day late, uh, beforehand, but it was actually officialized when 
uh, America actually posted it. And it was the fact that Renati Barra has left the club and is now going to be playing for Atlas. And Christian, correct me if I'm wrong, but if it, it's a one-year deal, if it, yes. is it a loan deal? Yes, or it's a one-year loan. It's a one-year loan deal, right? Mm-hmm. But they do have the option to buy, correct? Correct. So is this farewell, Renato? It, it may it may well be. Um, I think under the circumstances, uh, the club just thought this is the best um, route to go. Um, definitely a route that we all saw, you know, possibly coming. Um, a lot of people were kind of, you know, I guess anxious about his video when he posted it. And, you know, everyone thought that, oh, well, this is his way of saying sorry. And this is his way of getting of getting back into the squad. Um, that was definitely a possibility, but that was on the low end. Because uh, I don't think America, you know, wanted to, you know, to deal with all that. So, I mean, he gets another chance at, at Mexican football. It'll be with Atlas, um, and you know, just whatever, man. If if if, if Atlas happens to buy him, then Atlas buys him in the year. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, interesting, Dylan. Quick take on Renato. I feel like you know it was just time to move on in general. I mean, it, it, regardless of uh, uh, everything. That happened with him, you know, all the, all the legal uh, logistics and everything. You know, I just feel like it was just time to just part with him. Definitely, definitely. Well, let you let us know in the comment section down below. What do you guys think about Renati Barra? If you guys are listening on, uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is the case may be, let us know over on Twitter or on Instagram. How are you guys feeling about Renato? Some people are sad uh, that he left. Some people are glad that he left obviously of course this whole situation surrounds that very very delicate you know topic of what happened that night with his wife again like we mentioned in the previous episode all we can say is what was presented to the general public after that whatever happened you know only the player and only the family will actually know the truth of that and you know we'll only just be subjected to kind of what we are kind of given and presented in regards to the facts by the club and by the press and by the media so We'll have to kind of take their word for it in that sense. But Renato Barra has left the club. And that does mean now that Leo Suarez and Giovanni Santos might be finding it out for that right mid position. No, Christian? Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, the starting the starting player for that position uh, or, you know, or a new transfer uh, could 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 kind of resolve that because I think. I I think that we're all sold on that. We need we need help on on the wings. I mean, you've been saying it for I think two seasons now, yeah. maybe even longer now. Uh, I think Dylan has mentioned it here and there that you know it's it's time for help on the wings. Um, and it it, it definitely seems like that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I guess we just gotta wait what what Rara decides. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a certain Lionel Messi was rumored to be leaving Barcelona next season. Might just be the reason he's coming to America to help us out on the wing. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, that pretty much wraps it up for transfer rumors and club updates. Nothing else has happened. But of course, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything that is going on in and around the world of Guapa over on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. You guys are up to date with all that stuff. Now let's move it on to the last segment. And that is the big match preview that is going to happen in just a little bit over 30 minutes from now. It is America versus Pumas. Pumas versus America, however you want to spin it. It is the Clásico Capitolino for preseason. Now this is a match that we were supposed to get here in California at uh, the uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. Excuse me. I was going to call it by its prior, prior name. Um, of course, got canceled because of the COVID stuff. Now they do get to see each other in in this matchup, and it looks like they're all going to be able to put all their chips on the table for this one. Are you guys excited? Are you happy, content, Christian, Dylan? Are you guys ready to watch a Clásico Capitolino preseason edition for the Las Águilas de América? 
I mean, I'm just excited to watch America once again. So um, the fact that we're getting it, you know, I, I guess sooner than 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 a week than from now, it's uh, definitely definitely great. Um, interesting to see how this starting eleven once again copes uh, together, uh, and hopefully we see the same energy from all the eleven uh, come once again. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's hope for the best. I mean. Uh, what can we expect from this game? Do you think that there is kind of a sense of, oh, we're playing an away game? Or the fact that there's no fans play kind of a dividend role in this, Dylan? Do you think Pumas has the advantage over us or not really? No, not really. I mean, I felt like it's going to kind of be, um, you know, what we saw a little bit against Toluca. You know, I feel like Pumas is going to put out a pretty decent and strong starting 11 and then maybe the second half comes and then, like, we're going to see a bunch of, changes uh come in and that second half probably gonna feel like another preseason game like we like we felt you know it slowed down the tempo's not really there um so we're just gonna have to look forward to that um you know no fans are there really um unless you really count the, the zoom fans which i, I kind of doubt but mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about those just for a quick second i mean I, I applaud Tudene for trying to do something similar to kind of what the Premier League is doing or a little bit what the La Liga thing is doing. But it just it, it looks very, very weird. I mean, does anyone else get the sense that this is just trying a little bit too hard? Mm, I mean, it's definitely different than what we've seen uh, in Europe. Uh, so like, like you said, I do applaud them for trying. Um, I think it's going to take some getting used to, honestly. I mean, I don't know if if we'll ever get used to it, but uh, I mean, you know, I I think that's really just for the entertainment purposes of the people at home. I don't think the players can even see any of it going no, on at the, at the mat. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Dylan, it's it's going to be interesting to see this matchup. Obviously, you know, virtual fans and everything. I think it will be something that America should be prepared to kind of come come at with full force. And Christian rumored lineup that we kind of were thinking of looks like it's almost 100 been 100 percent been confirmed uh can you kind of go through this and we'll try to put it up on the screen for you guys as well uh let me see if we can get that going also but uh i mean what what was your intended lineup for this and then we'll talk about what uh is actually gonna be putting out on the pitch um, honestly, I kind of expected him to to go again with the same eleven. Um, you know, whenever whenever we can get that up, we'll we'll, we'll start talking about it. Um, but it's definitely gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see if you know once again they can bring the same energy. Uh, so you know the only change we have is the is the goalkeeper, which uh, I know I know Ivan's a little bit upset. Uh, you know, judging by by his tweet this morning or yesterday, whenever it was. Um, but well, we'll read out the lineup. It'll be uh Oscar Jimenez and Net. The back four is Luis Reyes, Emanuel Aguilera, Bruno Valdez, Paul Aguilar. The midfield, you have also Gonzalo Richard Sanchez. On the left wing, Sebastián Córdoba. On the right wing, Giovanni Dos Santos. Up top, you have Roger Martinez and Henry Martin. Of course, that is the uh, the starting eleven that we uh, feel that 100% will be confirmed in just a couple of minutes whenever the team does officially send it out. And whenever we do, we'll tweet it out as well. But yeah, this this looks like a very interesting lineup because... You're repeating almost 100% of, of of what you put out last week. Of course, the only rotation being the goalkeeper situation. We'll talk a little bit about that. But what does this say from Piojo that I'm putting out the same 10 players that I put out last game against Toluca and now I'm putting them against Pumas? Is that saying that this is his preferred starting 11 or this is our, the best 11 fit players that he has at his disposal? I think the second one. 
The second one. Second okay, so one. we're going with the latter here. Mm-hmm. So you think that these are just kind of the best players he has fit right now and Correct. not necessarily the starting 11 that he has contemplated in his head. Correct. Because I think, um, I think he, he wants to fit in, um, obviously being at somewhere in here. I think he, he's proved himself to be a starter on this team. Um, another player that I think we need to look at is, uh, is Santiago Cáceres who, who didn't play last game and, um, and probably will not play this game at all either. Uh, just, you know, he's, he's recovering from, from, from something minor. Uh, so Herrera doesn't want to risk him, obviously. Uh, so I think those by are minor, players. you mean that loss against Leon in the in the in the uh, Mekis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? Maybe he takes his his FIFA games very seriously. Who knows? Um, but those are definitely two players that you know you 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 would think would be in the starting eleven. Um, you know, you have Jorge Sanchez, you know, to be a contender in the starting eleven. Leo Suarez also. Uh, so there's definitely a few names out there who 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 might be in the starting eleven. It's just. Right now, I think this is the best eleven we can put out in terms of, um, in terms of fitness. Okay, so let's actually talk about this eleven that we have in front of us. And before we kind of get carried away as to maybe who we can pick here and out of places, I just want to talk about this. Four foreigners only in this starting eleven. Of course, if you take Jimenez out and you put in a Choi, that still doesn't change any of the matter of fact that there is seven Mexicans and four foreigners. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that this is a very Mexican-based squad that we're kind of going for with this new season coming up ahead? Because we technically have now eleven registered. That was kind of the issue at hand. So technically. You know, I, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to put all 11 foreigners on the pitch because I don't think we would actually feel the good starting 11. But it would seem that still, even with all these 11 players, America still kind of opted out to put in more of the Mexican side. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a a, a route that Herrera and the board wants to take is, you know, kind of, you know, reduce the amount of foreigners because in the coming years we're going to have to. Um, and just kind of inject us with more with more Mexican blood, um, but definitely I think we want to be kind of careful in how we do it. Um, I think we've always had the the kind of stigma that yeah we don't play with the with with a lot of Mexicans, but we play with the best Mexicans. So um, I think that that's something that I think Herrera wants to keep wants to keep doing, uh, but in his way, you know, he doesn't want to you know be forced to put in you know young Mexican players when he feels they're not ready. Um, although we know that he kind of doesn't really like to play with youngsters, it's very important to see that he is opting for, you know, a more Mexican, uh, based squad. Yeah, no, really excited. Dylan, what is your takeaway from what we see right now on the screen? What is, what is your overall feeling about the starting 11? If we were to say that this is the starting 11 going forward. Um, you know, just kind of like, just kind of like what Christian said too. Um, maybe this is part of Piojo's plan of, you know, just rejuvenating, uh, his style, bringing something new. Uh, maybe he sees something with this that maybe we obviously haven't seen yet because this is the second time we're just going to be seeing this starting eleven. Besides, you know, Oscar Jimenez being in in net, but um, you know, I, I feel you know fairly confident with this. Um, obviously, we want to see more. Obviously, we didn't necessarily read too much into the last game because you know it's pre it was it's preseason still. Um, you know, you're just getting back after a few months. Uh, from playing and you know barely barely starting training about a month ago too so um i feel like there's some things you can change around i feel like people are obviously going to ask uh, for Vinas to start um and you also you have a couple players you know that still aren't fit um some even some players that are foreigners that are on the bench you know might even see minutes second half uh but going forward you know if uh this is what Bill likes and you know um if he can make it work and rub his magic on this then you know who's the complaint Definitely. 
definitely no one should be complaining if we're winning. Well, I mean, we're still going to complain, let's be honest. But mm-hmm. um, I I want to talk about what we can see from this lineup going into the second game. I, I know we just saw only 45 minutes. And like you said, uh, Dylan, there's not much that we can actually take away from that. One, it's such a short period of time to actually focus on a team. And two, let's face it, Dr. Lucas side wasn't really bringing much to America in that match. So I'm curious to see how this team's going to line up against the Pumas, who, by the way, is coming into this match after losing 4-1 to Cruz Azul. So they're not coming at the best stage either. So I'm curious to see if this is going to be kind of a repeat of what we saw against Toluca, which is if it is, then that's good because these players will build confidence on the ball if they can continue to touch the ball the way that they did last uh, last game. If they can bag themselves a couple of goals, a player like Henry Martin and Roger Martinez, if you can go out and walk away out of this preseason with five, six, seven goals under your belt, I think that catapults you into a whole new level walking into this new apertura. So I'm curious, what do you think we're going to get out of this uh, Star 11 today, Christian, out on the pitch? Um, I think we're just going to go with, uh, with with the same, I guess, in, intensity, hopefully. Um, definitely a lot of a lot of wing play is definitely going to be implemented. Uh, definitely see, uh, expect Cordova and, and Giovanni to have most of the ball when going to the attack. Um, I'm interested to see if Roger is going to play with the same energy as he did in the last 45 minutes. Um, you know, that kind of dropping back, kind of a, a Benzema-esque uh, kind of role. Uh, if you will, just dropping back, trying to just get get as many balls on on his on his foot, trying to distribute. Um, definitely interesting to see. I also want to see, you know, also Gonzalez. You know, can can, can he keep up his rhythm with uh, with recovering balls? Uh, like you said, Pumas is it's they're, they're coming with the vengeance only not only because they lost four one to Azul, but you know this this as much as it's a preseason tournament. As much as it's preseason, it's also a tournament as well. So you know they they want they want to keep advancing in the tournament. So this is a must win for them as well. So I expect them to come out hot too. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's uh, it, it's a match in which we're looking at some of these players to continue their good run of form. Cordoba out on that left, can he? I mean, he didn't do as bad as many of us would have expected him, but. Like we said, I think anyone would much rather prefer him in either that center mid or center attacking mid position rather than being out on the wing. Giovanni Santos out on the right. I know I saw a couple of people saying that they weren't really fans of Giovanni Santos on the right hand side. I personally didn't think he did so bad because I feel like he was very much alternating with uh, Cordoba, right? They would switch wings a lot of times depending on where they were at the moment of the attack. So I think that versatility is kind of good. You see kind of both players switch off. And sometimes both of them were kind of on the left-hand side, but that was kind of where the play was going. And you gave Paul Aguilar a little bit more freedom to go forward. So I think I think this could be promising. So um, you're right. Because I mean for me personally, I, I don't like either of them on the wing. Um so it's I mean we'll still have to wait and see because I don't I think but, at this but, point we're not playing with wingers, but mm-hmm. we're playing with more two center attacking mids, if that yeah, makes sense. Correct. And that's also a very good point you made because I also did notice that last game how you saw Pablo Aguilar and, and Lutheris kind of push up a lot. And I guess more than we're used to seeing uh, our, our fullbacks push up in previous seasons. So, Which scares me. In a way, yes. But I think that's why you you kind of you kind of have you know you implement also Gonzalez in there as well to kind of just be, be that kind of last resort guy or you know, kind of try to help out if if in any counterattack um should occur. Um, so is this the new play style that we're seeing? Because I did mention in the last podcast how Reda was supposed to spice things up. Didn't really see much of that last game. 
hoping to see more of it this game. Um, but if that's something, I guess, a note that we'll, we'll kind of take from this, if he wants to play more with fullbacks, then we'll just kind of wait to see how, how, how that develops. Okay. I'm, I'm all on board with you on that one. So, I mean, Dylan, anything else to add on about this starting 11, about this match in general? No, I just uh, I just think Christian just hit it on the point, you know, right there towards the end. You know, you're, you're still waiting to see uh, how Miguel Herrera is spicing it up. And, you know, you're kind of hoping to see that as uh, this tournament, this preseason progresses, because you want to see more of that. You're going to want to see how this team's going to come out on on the, on the first ordenada whenever, whenever you start the season. And so with that being said, you know, like you kind of mentioned to you, I mean, once these, if this is the 11, maybe we're going to start off with the first, first week, then, you know, it's good to get these guys consistency with the, and touching the ball and get that confidence to start building it up. Uh, because, you know, like I mentioned, um, you go so long, the Clausudo stops short. You train for about a month and then you're back, you know, it, surely you, you've lost some rhythm, maybe a little, just a little bit of confidence heading into this. And so now's the time to really build it up and pick up speed and just start steamrolling in the train. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Last subject I want to touch upon before we kind of wrap up this whole show is the Oscar Jimenez being inputted into the starting 11, aside from Ochoa. I am the only one in the world right now that is taking too much away from this, which is fine. I, I, I that's, that's on me. But what do you guys think about giving Oscar Jimenez minutes with the potential first team uh, out there? I don't mind it. Okay. Do you, do you think that... The reason why we're seeing Oscar Jimenez is because Memo got to play all 45 minutes last week. All 90? I mean, all 90? Yeah. Sorry, all 90. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, before Memo came to me, this was, this was our keeper. That's true. And, and I, know, I know AJ mentioned to me that on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see Oscar Jimenez, uh, you know, hopefully he does well. And we don't have to worry or talk about next week about a goalkeeper situation. But that is just kind of that. So this game is going to be happening in about 18 minutes now over on Twitter. And if you guys cannot watch it or you guys uh, don't have access to that, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. We'll give you guys updated and covered with all things Las Aguilas and America in regards to this matchup. And do not forget the following match for America after that will be America versus Cruz Azul in, uh, again, in the Estadio Olimpico over there in uh, the Ciudad de Mexico on Saturday. That is also going to be at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. All uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, so you guys can catch that out. All these matches, of course, live and broadcasted over on Through the NA, and we'll give you guys updated and covered on all of that thing. Uh, no really way of kind of previewing that matchup since, I mean, it's hard enough to kind of preview this one, right? Um, it, again, we don't have much to kind of go off of on, but we'll keep you guys up to date with all that matchup, and we'll see how we can get a couple of content out for you guys in order to prepare you guys for the uh, America versus Cruz Azul. Another classico after this one, right? Yeah. Classical Hobbit. Classical Hobbit. Very interesting that America has back-to-back classicals, but of course, uh, when you're America, you expect these type of matches, right? No matches easy. So, Mm -hmm. we'll have to just kind of leave it off of that. Gentlemen, anything else you want to say before we kind of sign off and kind of cut this episode off? Sure. So, um, I guess just be on lookout on results as well from the other match, uh, the other Cruz Azul and Luca match, because like I said, this is as much as this is a preseason, it's also a tournament as well. So right now we're sitting in um, second place right now, I believe, only because behind yeah. the goal difference. Um, so I guess if we win tonight and Cruz Azul wins tomorrow, then I guess those will, will be the two uh, that, that advance from this group into the next uh, into the next stage, which, be, which would be semifinals. So 
keep uh, keep uh, keep an eye out for that and for everything of course follow us on twitter for any updates yeah definitely well christian's already putting the hot seat on miguel Herrera saying if it's no title then it's a bust this preseason Dylan, how do you <laughs> feel about that well i don't i don't i don't feel exactly like that but you know obviously you know with the title coming up you would want to take it but um you know i i kind of expect to see a little bit more i kind of expect to read into the game a little bit more so we could take away a little bit more heading into next week before we talk about that because it game but um you know just just some fun you know they're back still try to soak it all in um they're just ready for tonight definitely so make sure you guys catch it over christian's gonna have you guys covered for the whole match over on twitter so make sure you guys follow that game through with him whether you guys watch it or not so you guys can keep up to date with everything gentlemen again thank you so much for coming out christian dylan i know you're ready to get yourself over there to the stadium we won't keep you any longer here (laughs) christian again as always stay safe everyone out there stay safe the virus is still out there uh wear your mask like christian mentioned last time in the episode and yeah we'll hear you guys very very soon we'll see you guys as well like and subscribe if you're on youtube if you're on uh spotify or on any other podcast network make sure you guys follow uh, and subscribe as well on that aspect and we'll keep you guys uh here no longer so go watch the america game we'll be back next week to talk more and uh yeah we'll see you guys until next time as always take care y arriba la america wear your mask Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 